Fort Worth. EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Well, good morning to you. Straight up at the top of the hour here, Sherry Kennedy Brownrigg in for Teresa Tamio, who's taking some well-deserved time off. And when she comes back, she'll be fresh and ready to fight the good fight again, right? <laughs> By the way, I just saw that uh, Teresa posted on Facebook and Twitter her latest blog for Tease Italy. It is about Ribolita soup. Have you had this before? I haven't had this recipe, but this is a really good soup. It's a rustic Italian bread soup. Coming into fall here, well, we're in fall, coming into winter, what what could go wrong with that? I mean, it's uh, it's just a fantastic thing. And you can actually find that if you just go to TravelItalyExpert.com. You'll find the recipe there, or you can also just follow Teresa on Facebook or on Twitter. Ribolita Soup. I highly recommend it. So there's a lot going on today. Doug Keck from EWTN is going to be with us in just a few minutes, talking about all the great things coming up at the network. We'll also find out what the Susan B. Anthony list is doing to um, uphold the Texas Heartbeat Act. You've heard about the judge recently saying that now can't can't take effect, and 4,700 children in one month, just one month alone were saved last month when it was in effect. We're also going to talk with Julia Miller of Fresh Rosary about the power of the rosary to heal and mm, wonderful conversation there. Did you read the Gallup poll on trust in media? This is big news today. Even in the media, kind of ironic that they would actually report on it because they're saying, you guys don't like us very much. You don't trust us. Yes, (laughs) that's true. But here are the details. America's trust in the media is near an all-time low. It's only been lower once since Gallup started measuring it in 1972, and that was during the 2016 election. So in 1972, 72% of Americans said they trusted the media. Now that figure is 36%. It was 32%. In 2016, by the way, and the measurement is that 36% of Americans now say they have a, quote, great deal or a, quote, fair amount of trust in the media. That means a lot of people are tuning into this media and not trusting what's being said. Are we surprised about this? I mean, the media, since Gallup has been measuring this, the media has changed dramatically since 1972. And the advent of 24-7 news, one of the worst things that has ever happened to the news business and to our culture. So these networks, all of a sudden, with the advent of the 24-7 news networks, they, they had to fill 24 hours of news, find news, create news. Journalists had to adjust to being ready with the story to fill that insatiable need. Always more news. That's right. And what suffered was journalistic integrity, checking the facts, that kind of a thing, you know, getting the right sources. And it's just news people talking. Occasionally they do have sources on there, but you already know that many of them are biased as well. And the other thing that happened is that we, us, we became addicted as a population to the latest breaking news. I've got to tune in to find out what's going on, to find out what's happening 
And we also have become addicted to the people bringing us the news. They're TV stars now. They're no longer anchors, journalists. They're TV stars. And they've actually become almost like, gosh, I would call them kind of like Sherpas. You know, those those great people who guide you when you're, you're <laughs> climbing the mountains. Well, anchors have become Sherpas, framing the news and, quote-unquote, helping us understand what the news means according to their viewpoint, how to think about what's happening. And don't get me wrong, there are lots of dedicated journalists who are out there who are also dedicated to the truth. But they are being pushed by the networks to go beyond gathering and reporting the facts to opinion. It's just kind of the way things are now. It's not even like, oh, it happens occasionally. I remember years ago when I was pursuing my master's, we were encouraged by one of my professors to read the American Journalism Review. And this is a um, uh, a publication that is geared towards journalists. I was shocked to find out that journalists on a regular basis are being pushed to give their opinion. They're being pushed to frame. And this was back in, well, it was probably in the 2000s when I was uh, reading this particular article. Shocked by that. And it's even worse today because we've grown accustomed to it and, you know, it's the cycle that keeps getting perpetuated. So these journalists who are now TV stars, we no longer hold them to the high standards on their reporting or the integrity of their reporting. We trust who we like. We trust who's got the best hair. We trust who has the, the personality that we like. You know, and I know that individual people listening are saying, not me, but as a population, we do. And we assume that their reporting and integrity, if we like them, is there. We just assume, well, of course, because it's Chris Cuomo or Anderson Cooper or you fill in the blank with any one of the, uh, the anchors that is out there. And the truth of it is, friends, is it isn't. It's no longer about the unbiased news, and it hasn't been for years. Remember when uh, Sergeant Friday said, just the facts, ma'am? <laughs> and we could decide for ourselves. Well, we don't get just the facts now. We get the opinion of the journalists, of the TV stars that are bringing us the news. It's all about making money. And it's now the, the truth according to whatever anchor you're watching. And I guess the reason I talk about this is it just makes me laugh when I, I see these polls because the news media just does not seem to get it. They don't get it. They're thinking, oh, well, you know, we have these great positions of power, and they do in one sense because their ability to sway our opinion is great. But we're becoming wise to them, and we got to keep doing that. We really can't be fooled. So here's what you need to do. Check multiple sources. Make sure they are reputable. And above all, turn off the news. Turn off the 24-7 news cycle. you got to find out what's going on, and we'll be telling you some about that in a, mo in a moment. You know, EWTN, Ave Maria, very trusted sources. But turn off that 24-7 news. I don't know if we can ever turn back the clock on all of this, but if the news outlets don't have the ratings, will they change? It's worth a try, isn't it? I hope so, anyway. <laughs> well, now, let's get to some real good news. Seven minutes past the hour, and it is time for news on Catholic Connection. It's now up to the House to make sure the government can keep paying its bills. A vote is scheduled for Tuesday, just days before the nation goes into default. 
The Senate agreed to a bill yesterday to raise the debt ceiling for another two months through early December. The White House says President Biden looks forward to signing it. And this bill will ensure Social Security payments continue, as well as tax aid to families with children. Former President Trump tells Fox News Mitch McConnell made a big mistake by making a deal on the debt limit. So much time now to figure out what to do because they were in a real big bind. They wouldn't have been able to do anything. He had the weapon and he was unable to use it, and it's a shame. Governor Greg Abbott is appealing the denial of a federal disaster declaration for the situation at the border. Abbott made the request to President Biden last month, but it was denied by FEMA nine days later. In the appeal, Abbott said the surge of migrants has, quote, taken a serious toll on Texas border communities, end quote, and it's, it's continuing to strain local and state resources. The Republican governor said the state should not have to, quote, withstand the financial burden without federal assistance. Texas plans to appeal a federal judge's ruling on Wednesday that temporarily blocks enforcement of a state law banning most abortions. NBC's Hallie Jackson reports some providers are already carrying out abortions. Abortion providers could still get sued if the injunction is lifted and the ban goes back into effect. The law, so controversial, partly because of how it's written, it gives $10,000 to private citizens who successfully sue anyone who helps with an abortion. U.S. District Judge Robert Pittman of Austin said the law is, quote, flagrantly unconstitutional, end quote, and that judges and court clerks in Texas can no longer enforce it. An hour later, the state notified Pittman of its plan to appeal to the U.S. Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. The case could end up before the U.S. Supreme Court, which earlier declined to prevent the law from taking effect on September 1st. China is again calling for the U.S. to cut off military ties with Taiwan amid reports of troops stationed there. A small group of special forces and marines has been secretly training Taiwanese military for a year. Taiwan's president says they'll do whatever it takes to defend their freedom. China claims the island as part of its sovereign territory, threatening to take control if the government formally declares independence. Since the pandemic hit the U.S., the importance of paid family and medical leave for working people across the country is being brought to light. Molly Day with Paid Leave U.S. says we are the only country globally that doesn't have universal paid leave as a policy. It provides paid time to care for a new baby or time to care for a loved one who's ill or even to care for yourself when you're recovering from an illness like cancer. She says a national policy would ensure that people on family and medical leave would be paid a percentage of their wages. More than 140,000 children have lost a parent or caretaker since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. Sarah Bartlett has the details. The CDC looked at data from April 2020 to June of this year and found nearly 1 in 500 children have lost a parent or caretaker. The statistics are even worse for children of color. Racial and ethnic minorities accounted for 65% of youngsters who lost a primary caregiver to COVID-19, compared with 35% of white children. An Alabama pastor is asking his church members to pray for the salvation of a woman accused of setting his church on fire. Pastor Mark Bathia wrote to his congregation on Facebook, Would you join me in praying for the person by name? 
A number of fires were set inside Montgomery's First Baptist Church last week, damaging pews, carpeting, and administrative areas. The congregation worshipped in a parking garage last Sunday when rain forced services to be moved from an outdoor parking lot. A pair of dissident journalists have received the 2021 Nobel Peace Prize for their efforts to safeguard freedom of expression. Mike Bauer reports. Ms. Ressa and Mr. Muratov are receiving the Peace Prize. Maria Ressa and Dmitry Muratov got the nod for their work in the Philippines and Russia, respectively, which the Nobel organization says is a precondition for democracy and lasting peace. The dissident journalists beat out environmental activist Greta Thunberg, the Belarusian human rights activist and politician Svetlana Sikhanutskaya, and the jailed Russian opposition figure Alexei Navalny, as well as organizations like Black Lives Matter, the World Health Organization, and the COVAX vaccine-sharing body. Gas prices keep going nowhere but up. AAA's national average price for regular is up to $3.26 a gallon. AAA spokesman Andrew Gross. OPEC slash production. And then as economies open back up again, OPEC began to slowly ramp up production, but there's been this lag. And it's this lag, this tightening in demand that's caused this increase at the pump. That average is a dollar a gallon less than drivers in California are paying. California's statewide average is a breathtaking 4.43.3 a gallon. The statewide average is below $3 a gallon only in Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and Tennessee. Tough gas prices. Hope you live in one of those states. <laughs> All right, coming up next here on Catholic Connection, we'll be talking with uh, Doug Keck, president and COO of EWTN. Find out what's happening there. Stay tuned. Catholic Connection continues after this. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. We are the pro-life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our health care and in our nation. But not all health care options are equally pro-life, and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic health care ministry providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Ray. My latest book, Jesus, the Master Psychologist, Listen to Him, talks about how Jesus was 2,000 years ahead of modern enlightened psychology. If he's God, he knows the absolute best way to live, whether psychology agrees or whether it doesn't. Go to AveMariaRadio.net to get your copy. Jesus will tell you the best way to live. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. 
CharityMobile.com. Welcome back to Catholic Connection. 16 past the hour, almost said 15, it changed right before my very eyes. Sherry Kennedy Brownrig in for Teresa Tamio. By the way, this week on Catholic View for Women, Teresa and friends will be discussing the transgender craze that is really sweeping the country. I know you know about this, and there's so much growing concern um, about things like gender dysphoria in kids, young kids, and adolescents, especially young girls. This is a huge problem. And there's actually a big movement in the culture to influence young school-age children to question their gender early on. And this is being done through the school systems, through television, the Internet. And there's a rapidly growing movement for young girls to embrace the trans, let me try that again, transgender movement. And if you have young kids, you're going to have to watch this. You really need to know about it. You can catch The Catholic View for Women on EWTN Sundays, 11.30 p.m. Eastern, and Mondays, 5.30 a.m. on Eastern Eastern Time. So set your DVR now because you really do need to know about this. And speaking of EWTN, of course, it's Friday. So Doug Keck, President and COO of EWTN, is with us. Doug, good morning. Great to hear you again, Sherry. I mean, you're reassuring even when you're reading tough stories. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> it's good to be heard, as they say, That's right? right. Right, absolutely. <laughs> but I know here it is October and so much going on at mm-hmm. EWTN. Tell us what's, what's the latest. Well, we've got a lot of new programs. Uh, Cardinal Newman programming on his feast day today. Uh, later this morning, we have uh, a program on his little more years. Uh, uh, from uh, the UK, also the Holy Mass on the Feast of uh, St. John Henry Newman. It's coming from Walsingham, which is where EWTN's uh, studios and headquarters are in the UK, and that's going to be at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time uh, this morning. Uh, we also have uh, programming coming up as well today. We've got Our Lady of Fatima special. It's running this afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Of course, we rolled into uh, Our Lady of the Rosary time and, and Fatima, so all of those rolled together, as you were alluding to. We've got the also next Tuesday, when we hit the 12th, Rosary and Candlelight Procession from the Shrine of Our Lady of Fatima. People can check that out. Also, uh, Message of Fatima having to do with the First Saturday Devotions. We've got also the... Holy Mass on Wednesday in honor of Our Lady of Fatima on the anniversary of the Miracle of the Sun. So those are several programs we have going on next week related to Fatima. We also have uh, today a program with uh, the Miracle Hunter, Michael O'Neill, very popular program, and explores uh, Miracle having to do with Our Lady's apparition in Champion, which is in Wisconsin. So uh, people can check that out as well. Uh, that's a new program. Uh, we've also got uh, to tomorrow the opening Mass of the Synod of Bishops from Rome and St. Peter's. You know, we've heard a lot about that. It'll be interesting to see where that, where that goes and how that plays itself out. Uh, and also next Tuesday, Mother Our Lady of the Pillar. Another uh, new program having to do with the Blessed Mother's Intercessory Prayers for James the Apostle. Uh, People can check that out. Also, every year we have the Worldwide Children's Holy Hour, uh, which we bring to you from the Basilica in Washington. That's on the 13th as well. And uh, Michael O'Neill will actually be on 
uh, next week. Uh, a lot of his programs airing. He's also got a new book based on his programs, which EWTN is publishing, and he'll be on with Father Mitch next week. EWTN.com, of course, pray the rosary every day with us uh, uh, to help the Supreme Court figure out what the truth is. Doug, I'm exhausted just hearing all that. That's incredible. <laughs> well, that's, uh, you know, that's put together uh, by our programming department to help sure. me figure out what's going on because we have so much going on. Peter Gagnon and his team creating those programs. John oh, yeah. Elson, Enrique De Pratt. We had great coverage of the Eucharistic Congress and uh, our team's always working as best we can for you and keeping uh, Mother Angelica's mission moving forward. Yeah, well, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, and there's so much to report. I love seeing, I'm on the website right now, and, and just the, the wealth of information that you always have there, EWTN, one of the most visited sites, EWTN.com, one of the most visited websites in the world, in fact. Right, so. and I was also thinking what you were talking about, the issue with the transgender stuff. We have, mm. uh, people want to check out uh, the Wolf in Sheep's Clothing um, 2, the gender agenda, which we released last year. Uh, they may find out that it's even more prescient today a year later than it was when we uh, we put it out there, or maybe prophetic, uh, with some of the underpinnings you can understand. How did we get here? Uh, you know, how did we move so quickly to where we are today? And it helps you to understand and how it's impacted the church, even. Yeah, so important that we just keep ourselves really um, up to date on that stuff because it's a very insidious, slippery slope. And things can change literally overnight. I mean, our, our world is changing so fast. I thank the Lord that EWTN is there bringing us wonderful information like this. Hey, I want to mention one thing, too, that uh, you had already talked about, which is Champion, the miracle hunter Michael O'Neill. Right. Have you been to Champion, Wisconsin? No, no, I haven't. Uh, that's why I used the miracle hunter to bring me these stories right into my home. Well, that's right. If you're like Doug and you can't get there, I have been there several times. Right. Oh, is it? And yeah, and actually, before it uh, it became big, and it's a, mm -hmm. a very humble little place. And when you go downstairs, that's the it, first sign that it's probably tr that it's that's true. That's it exactly. Right. Yeah. The humility that's attached to it. Yeah. You know, right. just little gravel parking lot. You pull in there and and um, come on in, and you go downstairs and. And into this, well, there's a church upstairs, and downstairs there's kind of a prayer room, and the walls are lined with crutches that people have left there and, and other things. And it's just the feeling of holiness is just overwhelming, but it's small. I mean, maybe like 25, 30 right. people could fit in there at one time. And it's just a wonderful place. Right, and, and, and these programs are really designed... Um whether it's this particular program that Michael does or, or they might be saints, to really introduce people to uh, some of these uh, holy situations, so to speak, or apparition sites that uh, have been approved that, uh, that people are not familiar with. And, and we need that reminder of, uh, A, the supernatural, uh, that we're not alone, mm -hmm. and certainly that our Blessed Mother is looking out for us. Yeah. I see also on the site that uh, My Highway to Heaven uh, the story Carlo Acuda, Acutis rather, and the right. Eucharist. Yeah, right. Absolutely. That was a, a documentary uh, we did with our, our Rome team, uh, the the same wonderful uh, film team that uh, works for us, uh, who put together the the Mother Cabrini movie. Uh, they did that one for us. They also did one on Saint Margaret Co Costello, which is a wonderful, wonderful uh, program. If you haven't seen that yet, we actually have another follow-up to that coming up after the first of the year, and we're hoping also that uh, right now in the works we might be uh, trying to get uh, uh, something put together that we can do on uh, 
on Pier Giorgio. So we're 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 oh. looking forward to that as well. We need those stories of the saints, don't we? Absolutely. I, I think that's a great, you know, not the great insight, the great reality of the of the communion of saints, you mm-hmm. know, this cloud of the church, you know, the church um, universal situation. You know, we've got the militant, we're here, but, you know, there, there's the vote of those who've come before us. And, uh, and the great lessons that we learned that Mother Angelica always talked about, that these aren't wax people who were saints and, you know, just, uh, you know, the... Uh, you know everything would melt in their mouth. These were tough people who were uh, who had to suffer many times, whether we like it or not, and had to overcome as best they could with God's help their faults to do the things that we look at now and think are miraculous. And that was Mother's always line. You know, you gotta, you know, kind of do the ridiculous so God can do the miraculous. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> well, I'm a I'm a just a big. Um devotee of the cult of Carlo Acutis and he mm-hmm. you know just his life his short little life and just and the, focused on the Eucharist it's amazing for oh, somebody so young what well, you know of yes. all the things to be worried about while he's on the internet is believing in the real presence really come on isn't that kind of med- medieval uh, theology there Carlos and you know he he influenced so many of his friends and just I mean just what an incredible young man I love that story so that is on Sunday October 10th and you can set your DVR for that. So, Absolutely. well, we've got about Doug. We have about thirty seconds. Anything less or anything else that you think? Well, I just want to remind people they can always, uh, besides DVRing everything, which we're happy to have people do, go to our YouTube channel. We've got more videos than anybody, or our on-demand platform. Um, uh, most of our videos are free, and if it's not, you can check it out on demand for a download or a DVD purchase through our religious catalog. All right, thank you, Doug. And there he is, President COO of EWTN, always standing up for us in the faith, helping us to, to stay informed and encouraged to go out and fight the good fight. Coming up next, Mallory Quigley, Vice President of Communications with the Susan B. Anthony List. We're going to talk about the fight against abortion. Stay tuned. Would you like to better understand signs and miracles from God? What's the meaning of the stigmata, Eucharistic miracles, and weeping statues? And how are they connected to suffering and the beauty of our Catholic faith? Tim Francis will present a dynamic and visual talk called Signs from God, Miracles, and Their Meaning at St. Michael Church in Bedford, Monday through Wednesday, October 11th through the 13th, from 6.30 to 9 p.m. each evening. The same presentation will be given each evening. For more information, visit sciencetestfaith.com slash bedford. Are you tired of working from home? If so, you're invited to check out Work Suites, a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. Work Suites is designed for professionals who desire their own workspace to get their work done. Work Suites provides amenities such as a receptionist, mail and package handling, meeting rooms, and high-speed internet. To learn more about Work Suites, you can visit worksuites.com or call 888-312-WORK. That's work, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. Howdy, I'm Cameron Kulajinzak, a senior at Holy Trinity Seminary. My brother's seminarians and I invite you to support our annual Spres Gregis benefit. This year, all donations will be matched dollar for dollar. So please visit holytrinityseminary.org to see how your gift can have twice the impact. Then virtually join us on Friday, October 29th to watch the live stream event on our Facebook page. 
Are you a teenager or the parent of a teenager who is discerning life after high school? If so, Homeschool Connections, a sponsor of this station, invites you to participate in a free Life After High School event online Thursday, October 7th and Friday, October 8th. The event will include talks by experts and representatives from top Catholic universities, workshops, and a college and career fair for Catholic teens. For more information or to register, visit catholichomeschoolconference.com and click on Our Next Event. Twenty-eight past the hour, Sherry Kennedy Brownrigg in for Teresa Tamio today. And we've been talking about abortion, the fight against it all morning long. And right now, we are back with Mallory Quigley, who is Vice President of Communications with the Susan B. Anthony List, a great organization that really works hard to advance pro-life leaders and helps to lead us in the fight against abortion. Good morning, Mallory. Thanks for being on. Good morning. I appreciate the opportunity. So glad to be with you. Well, and of course, Susan B. Anthony List is always out there fighting this fight. And there has been a um, a statement that was just released based on what that federal judge did in blocking the Texas Heartbeat Act. And and uh, Mallory and I were talking during the break that you know another another instance of a judge putting his or her will over the will of the people. So tell us about the statement and tell us about the fight. Yes, thank you, Sherry. Well. This is, you know, what the pro-life movement has been up against since the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision. I mean, in that instance, that was seven unelected men imposing their will um, on the, the entire country and putting handcuffs on lawmakers, preventing them from being able to carry out the democratic process and act on the will of the people to pass laws that protect um, unborn children and and protect women. And so we've had, you know, Texas's law, the Heartbeat Act, um, which has been very controversial in in the way that it, in in its enforcement mechanism, but this was um, a creative and um, urgent way to try and stop the slaughter of unborn human beings and to protect babies when their uh, heartbeats can be detected. And, you know, we know that the abortion lobby always runs to the courts. That has been their backstop for decades. But that is, that you know, so while there's hope that that's changing, uh, you know, especially as we anticipate the Dobbs late abortion case, which the Supreme Court is going to hear on December 1st, but this, um, the, the Biden Justice Department asked a federal judge um, who was appointed by President Obama to place to, to, to stop the current Texas law from, from being in effect. And um, it was a very lengthy statement, uh, more than 100 pages, with full of typos and some, you know, run-on sentences. And, you know, we just see the work of the abortion lobby behind some of these acts of um, of judges where they are just legislating from their from their bench and it's mm-hmm. not the democratic process it's not right it's undemocratic and unjust well Mallory I was really shocked when this law went into effect and I heard from the Biden administration that they were going to get the Department of Justice to work as hard as they could to try to overturn a state law. 
we should all be scared about this, you know, and really yes. upset. Yes, it, the lengths uh, that pro-abortion politicians are willing to go, like to to o- the level of overreach, is very profound and should um, be a you know give everyone pause, whether you're strongly pro-life or not. But this is not really surprising, considering that Kamala Harris, um, you know, one of her positions during the Democratic primary was she wanted to make sure that the the Justice Department um, would pre-clear any law that uh, that states were considering. So imagine you're a state legislator wow. trying to trying to pass something, and you have to get your draft bill a pre-cleared by the Justice Department. It's just it's a complete overreach, and it is it's not the way that our system of government was intended to run. Um, so, you know, but big picture here, this um, upcoming Supreme Court case, the court is positioned to correct its past overreach and put us in a situation where states really can um, not only pass laws, you know, not just go through the motions to pass laws that are going to be, you know, tied up in with litigation, but pass laws that can be enforced that uh, protect unborn children and women. You know, I earlier um, during the start of this hour, I was talking about the news media and how mistrust of the news media has really risen and trust has fallen. Of course, the two go hand in hand. And this is one of the reasons, folks, you know, when you're hearing Mallory talk about this, you're not going to hear this on the secular news. You're not going to hear about Kamala Harris saying this. You're not going to hear about the actual underpinnings of what this justice is doing. The way that it will be framed by the secular media is that, you know, this is helping women. Um, and that we know that's not true because abortion does not help women. It's not health care. Yeah. It's not family planning. It's none of the above. And it's murder for the children that it kills, of course. Yes. I, I, I'll tell you what, Jerry. You know, I've worked in in pro-life media relations um, with Susan B. Anthony List for more than 10 years now. And I, I, I don't want to say uh, I, I'm discouraged, but um, it's making me rely more on prayer. Um, but I am, it's very disheartening to see just how polarized the media has become, especially post, um, President Biden's inauguration. We're, you know, we're having a more, uh, like a harder time than ever before getting a fair shot in some of these secular news stories. And, uh, you know, especially the way that the Texas law has been covered, you know, they're calling it, um, it's called the Heartbeat Act. So protecting babies when the heartbeats can be detected. And we're seeing major newspapers say cardiac activity. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. Oh, we, we don't, you don't, you know, if you're, if you're a doctor, you know, you don't bring a woman in for her ultrasound and say, oh, congratulations, let's go listen to your fetus cardiac activity. You know, like, that's just, that, we would never oh, no. use that terminology anywhere else. And uh, they're saying it's known, the law is known as SB8, Senate Bill 8. No, the law is known as the Texas Heartbeat Act. So you can read some of these stories, and the word heartbeat doesn't even appear. 
because it's, uh, you know, it's a censorship. And this is a very big problem. So I'm so thankful to um, outlets like uh, Catholic Radio. And mm-hmm. um, it's so it's so important that people, radio, I think, is going to be even more important in the years ahead, um, especially as we face pro-life censorship and really all kinds of censorship on social media. Yeah. So I would just like let listeners know that you know if you're if you're hearing this message right now, keep listening um, because soon other outlets may be limited to you. Yeah, that's so true. So thank you for that plug for for Catholic Radio Mallory, and we'll keep praying for the work of the Susan B. Anthony List and and uh, listeners. You can find out more about their work at sba-list.org. Sba dash list dot o-r-g thanks mallory for being with us today and you're always on the front lines and we appreciate that you and the entire gang there at the susan b anthony list censorship it's happening and it's going to keep happening so make sure when you're hearing that news look beyond it go to catholic radio go to ewtn television and find out the truth because that is where you're going to find it. Up next, we're going to talk about the rosary and its healing power. Stay tuned. Happy birthday to you. Happy hey, birthday Cecil, to what's you. with the cake and the balloons and the pony? I'm celebrating KTH 910AM's 15th anniversary on the air, of course. October 1st marks 15 years of Catholic Radio in North Texas. Yeah, but it's an anniversary and a pony? Do you have a better idea? I do, actually. We're looking for folks who have been blessed by Catholic Radio over the last 15 years to call in and share their testimony during a special anniversary broadcast on Friday, October 8th from 5 to 7 p.m. Help us celebrate Catholic Radio. Hmm, it's not a pony, but it'll do. This is Tony Beshera. My wife, Chris, and I own Babbage and Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babbage and Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999 or you can find us on the web at Babbage, B-A-B-I-C-H, Hi Dallas, we're We're members of of Students Students for Life. The next tour of Birth Choice Dallas is on October 9th at 9.30am. Come see where mothers with unexpected pregnancies are welcomed with dignity for them and their babies. Moms, dads, babies, and families receive confidential care and information from a professional staff. Call Birth Choice Dallas on Greenville Avenue at 214-631-2402 to join the tour. Make some new pro-life friends. See you there. Hello, my name is Brad Grimes with the Grimes Insurance Group, and I'm a proud sponsor of 910 AM. My wife and I are parishioners of St. Francis of Assisi in Frisco with our four sons. I would like you to consider Grimes Insurance Group for your personal insurance needs. We are an independent agency working with multiple carriers. I invite you to call today for a no-obligation review of your insurance needs. We can be reached at 214-494-8800. That's 214-494-8800. Thank you. Twenty-one minutes before the hour, Catholic Connection continues on Ave Maria Radio, heard across the U.S. on EWTN Catholic Radio. And thanks again to Mallory Quigley for that 
nice plug of Catholic Radio. I know Al always talks about how Catholic Radio is one of the things that has really helped to keep the faith as strong as it is here in the U.S., and I certainly believe that, absolutely. Well, now we're going to talk um, with Julia Miller. She is from Fresh Rosary, and she's a lifelong Catholic, married to her husband, John, for nearly 38 years, mother of five, grandmother of six. She had some things that happened to her starting in 1986. Her mother passed away, her father died of cancer, and then her son, Patrick, at a very young age, had a life-threatening brain tumor that was removed. And all of this together kind of dramatically awakened her faith in Christ, and she began to discover the beauty and the depth of the Catholic faith and the true presence of Christ in the Eucharist, of course, but certainly the fruitfulness of praying the rosary. And she's a a retired professional wedding florist who's been led away from that career by the Blessed Mother. And now she creates life-sized rosaries out of whole fresh rosaries. They're called fresh rosaries as a way to encourage others in the faith. And so, Julia, welcome to the program. It's so great to have you here. Thank you, Sherry. Good morning. And I know it's early where you are, so thanks for getting up. I'm sure you've got your cup of coffee with you. But first of all, what is a fresh rosary? A fresh rosary, of course, everyone knows what a rosary is. Your audience knows what a rosary is. Oh, yeah. A fresh rosary is one that is made of whole, fresh roses. Every Hail Mary bead is a rose, a real a real rose. And then these are shipped overnight um, across the lower 48 U.S. states. Tell me a story about, um, you had mentioned that there was a funeral. This was in our talking before the show, that there was a funeral where you made a fresh rosary for a woman, and it had incredible healing uh, power just for people who came to that funeral and the effects were long-lasting. Tell me that story again. So, yes, it did. And this is the, this is the story that, that launched this program that I'm doing. And, and what happened was um, I didn't have the right hardware to make a rosary to just quite right, and I had to improvise, and I was using these full-size roses. So this rosary ended up being eight feet long. And <laughs> which is large. It up it's just massive. I think if you're think of your grandmother's dining room table <laughs> end to end, you pull up a chair and it's that big. And um I sent this off with my friend to her mother's funeral, uh, the vigil, rosary service, and I pulled it out of the box and couldn't believe how thick it was, set it up there, uh, draped it over her mom's casket and just almost right away, when people saw that, they started just weeping. And um, the rosary itself is so beautiful when we dive into it and we see what's there, but to visualize it in front of you with 53 roses was dramatic. And um, the, this woman, her name was Barbara. She had a daughter who was estranged from the family for 17 years. And as a fruit of this holy event of her mother's uh, vigil rosary and then seeing this fresh rosary, she came back to their family and also back to her Catholic faith. Mm, and, uh, you know, in, in the nick of time, because 10, five weeks later, she died. She had a heart attack oh, in her car in the yeah. driveway. So uh, it, was, it was beautiful. Uh, the power of the rosary. This kind of thing. It really yeah. 
Very well, I mean, I, you know, I know that it has great power. I, I know that uh, my husband is a recovering alcoholic, and he just passed 24 years, and he was gotten, well, I guess, I don't know, pushed, whatever you want to call it, but he, mm-hmm. he got treatment because people prayed the rosary for him. They stood out in back mm-hmm. of our house and prayed the rosary for him, and that was exactly what did it. And we all know that the rosary has great power. I mean, it's so powerful against Satan so many other things. The story that you told about yeah. that casket, you know, at the funeral, the rosary wasn't even being prayed. It was just the, the sight of it helped the family it of this dear there. woman, yeah, express the emotions that had been bottled up, express that grief, and uh, helped clear the block of that um, daughter coming back to the faith just in the nick of time, and it's so incredibly beautiful. Now, Julia, I know that uh, you have a beautiful blog um, on freshrosary.com that is called The Rosary of Physical, Mystical, Timeless Treasure. And I really want to talk about that. So let's start Great. first about it being a physical treasure. How is the Rosary of Physical Treasure to us? Well, uh, every pocket should have one. You say it should be within reach. <laughs> it should be within reach physically. And, and even when we are maybe standing on the sidelines of one of our kids' sports games, or, uh, you know, waiting for the DMV licensing or whatever. We can have this in our, in our uh, pocket, praying silently or meditating silently on the life, ministry, and sufferings of Christ. And that is very powerful in the world like you were just speaking with Mallory, in a world that does not want to hear the truth, wants to change every good word for a euphemism, we can have the truth of the love of Christ and his sacrifice in our pocket. There isn't anything more uh, powerful and physical. Um, so briefly, uh, let me tell you, my favorite brother, Marty, I apologize to my other brothers for, for surviving, <laughs> but he's the one who held on to his Catholic faith. So they're not even yeah. listening right now. <laughs> okay. My favorite brother, Marty, passed we'll pray away for them. also in 1997 at the age of 40. And we went through his things and Sherry, there was one of those little finger rosaries oh, yeah. in, uh-huh. in nearly every pocket. He had oh. in every suit pocket, and there were six of them we pulled out of his different suits. Yeah. Um, so, and I watched as he passed away, he had, uh, he had had all of the sacraments that came to him in his emergency room in his hospital. Um, that's a, a long story. That's on my blog, too. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> So many stories, I know. Just to have that and know. And I knew, you know, I had a Protestant sister at the time who said to me, tell me, because he was dying of liver cancer. She said, tell me, who is on the throne in his life? And I said, oh, if you even knew, you wouldn't ask that question. The the throne in his life was firmly occupied by the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, that's beautiful, Julia. Well, I can remember going through my own breast cancer treatment so many nights that I went to sleep with the rosary in my hand and you know just holding on to that rosary and knowing that it's there that physical it's it's just that sign of the Lord being present and Mary's careful care of us and it's so incredibly beautiful and let's talk about the rosary um, as a mystical treasure next. I know we're kind of glossing over this. We could talk on each one of these for sure. an entire hour, but what about the, the mystical treasure that it is? Well, it challenges us to meditation. And I, 
And I, I don't think that we're good at it in this culture. We're really not good at it. Um, but when we dive in and when we open up our hearts to every possible little angle, and we can do this over time, very gradually different things come to light to us about exactly how much God loves us. Um, the, the mystical nature of the rosary just starts to show up. I see the see God turning the light of truth on it. Uh, I have in my uh, blog a story of how, you know, here I was. I really thought I had it all together, young mom, and I was I had uh, was doing some traveling for some floral school, and had a woman sitting next to me, this little old lady, and her jacket smelled you reeked of mothballs, her plaid wool jacket. But I had to, you know, it was a short flight. I thought, oh, Lord, I can endure this. Well, she uh, unzipped a little rosary pouch and began to pray the rosary. And suddenly, I did not smell mothballs. Not as they they were nowhere. I didn't smell them. I only smelled the roses. I thought, this is unbelievable. Now, this is also before I really understood that's one of the ways that Our Lady makes her presence known, through the smell of roses. Yes. So um, I thought, well, I'll pray with you. And I pulled my rosary out, and I prayed my my one uh, one set of mysteries. I put my rosary away, and this woman kept going and going. I thought, well, this, she's just going on forever. And she ended up praying the entire rosary. And when she put her rosary away, then I smelled mothballs again. <laughs> and I had even asked the passenger behind me, she smelled roses. They looked at me like, are you Okay. I asked the flight attendant, <laughs> and and it was it it just uh, it shook my heart a little bit. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, I am so judgmental, I'm so prideful, and I I got a talent. You know, it's not the smell of mothballs; it's the fra- it's the fragrance of sanctity on that woman, and I needed to pay attention. What that kind of thing happened in my life? What a beautiful story and a beautiful reminder of all that, too. So, yeah. Julia Miller is with us from Fresh Rosary, and we're going to take a quick break, but come back and talk about the uh, timeless treasure that the rosary is. Still more to come. Lots of talk about the rosary. Yesterday, of course, the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, and what a celebration indeed. Pray the rosary today and come back with us, because we'll talk more about it in just a few minutes. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria mutual funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Location, location, relocation. Studies show more than a third of college students transfer and half of those do it more than once. He reminds us of St. Augustine's quote, Our souls are restless until they rest in thee. At Ave Maria University, we challenge this group to visit us, stroll down our palm tree paths, spike a shot on our sand volleyball court, or partake in an outdoor devotion. There's a reason when students visit Ave Maria, they tend to stay. Ave Maria University, your relocation destination. Visit AveMaria.edu. Okay, I've been a Catholic for five years, but I suffered under a lot of things due to my Protestantism as a Pentecostal, and I just want to personally ask God to bless you for your ministry 
for everything you do and the help that you give people. EWTN, helping people grow in their love and understanding of God. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Nine minutes before the top of the hour. I'm always sad to say that because this is our final segment here on Catholic Connection, but I will be back next Tuesday hosting for Teresa, so I look forward to that. Right now we are talking with uh, Julia Miller from Fresh Rosary, talking about the wonderful treasure that the rosary is. And Julia, we only have a, a couple of minutes left here, but we've been talking about the, the blog that you have at freshrosary.com, which talks about the physical, mystical, and timeless treasure that is the rosary. We talked about physical. We talked about mystical. How about timeless? How is it a timeless treasure? So I have to check out the blog, but really don't you think, Sherry, that the rosary transcends time? I I find that when I'm praying it, I am right there. Um, I'm right there with our Lord when they found him in the temple. I am right there with him as his mother's holding him in the presentation. So, you know, it's from the time that uh, the rosary was given to St. Dominic and the rosary crusade that we just celebrated yesterday our Lady of Victory, Our Lady of the Rosary. Through the end of time, I am confident that Our Lady is active in her in the church of her son. And she intends to to um, grab all of us with this rosary, in a way, as a lasso, and pull us all into heaven. I really do I really do uh, feel, know and hope for that. It's confidence in her and what she can do through this rosary. Being there during the mysteries, you know, being on Calvary and wherever Jesus is and wherever Mary is, I feel that too. When I pray the rosary, I ask Mary to accompany me, and you are taken right there and, you know, mm-hmm. to to the scene, to the uh, Via Dolorosa, you know, whatever you're praying. And it is so incredibly powerful. And, you know, we we hear the criticism of the rosary, like, oh, it's just this rote prayer, and it's all about uh, honoring, you know, our worshiping Mary. And, of course, we know that is not the truth. We don't have to get into that today. We know that's not the truth, because it really is all about the life of Christ. Mary is part of the life of Christ. And, you know, without her, our faith is simply not complete because she was a huge part of Christ's life. You know, just as my life would really not be complete without my husband's beautiful mother, who I adore, it it would be, it's like that. If we are the bride of Christ, marry to her mother-in-law. And honor your father and mother. And she, by relation, is our mother. Uh, She wants to. She wants the best for us, and the best for us is Jesus. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten I was going to mention to you. So 
in the in the, in the introduction, you were talking about all these things that I went through. Um, Sherry, I it was after mother died, after my father died, and my son Patrick was in the hospital, getting ready to receive his to have his brain tumor uh, surgery. I happened to be at home that day while my husband was taking shift at the hospital with him. We couldn't be together. We had all the other kids farmed out. Julie, I have to tell you, we've got less than one minute, so you'll have to paraphrase the story. I want to hear it. Oh, sure. Well, this was the instant where I prayed for the first time, and I knew that I knew that I knew that I had prayed because the words can, can be something that you just say. But here I was grabbing onto the stair railing in my home saying, Mm -hmm. God, you have my mother, you have my father, please don't take my son. And for the first time in my life, I felt that prayer launch out of my heart like an arrow into Mm -hmm. heaven. I didn't realize that you could feel a prayer. And that was when the light turned on to me. We're going to have to leave it there, but thank you so much. Julia Miller from Fresh Rosary, freshrosary.com is the website. Thanks so much for being with us today. Go out and pray the rosary. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Celebrating the culture of life, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Support pregnant mothers in need. The White Rose Women's Center, a pro-life ministry assisting women experiencing an unplanned pregnancy, invites all listeners to their 21st annual golf classic on Friday, October 22nd at Firewheel Golf Park in Garland. Funds raised will help support the ministry. Players, donors, and sponsors are needed. Tea times will be from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. and play will happen on the Lakes course at Firewheel. For more information, visit stpaulmc.org. Loretta House in Denton is a pregnancy resource center that serves women dealing with unplanned pregnancies. They provide free pregnancy testing and free ultrasounds. Clients receive material goods like diapers, baby items, clothing, parenting classes, and more. Loretta House is an official apostolate of the Diocese of Fort Worth. All services are provided free of charge and remain completely confidential. Many babies are saved and many hearts changed. For more information, visit LorettaHouse.org or call 940-380-8191. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be His most sacred heart. Blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. 
Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 